0: All right, good to see you guys. Thankful for those of you who are here in person and those of you who are joining us online. You're spending your Christmas Eve with us. Uh, my name is David. I'm the pastor here at Stonebridge. I was thinking um, last year, obviously very different. We were in an old building on the square and we had a three o'clock service in and we shoved 345 people into a 225 person room. Now I was thinking if we tried to do that this year, we would probably go to jail. So... We appreciate you registering and finding a slot that worked and wearing masks and all those things that none of us really love, but we really are, are appreciative that you're doing that and enable, enabling us to, to gather together corporately and worship. Uh, I was thinking also, just curious, I don't want you to answer out loud, I was just curious, so thinking about Christmas, we don't have tons and tons of traditions in our family, but I know some of you do and wondering how you're feeling, how many of those traditions you've been able to honor this year, and if they're ones you're having to kind of put on, on hold for 2020. Uh, thinking about maybe uh, even tomorrow when you're around uh, the tree, uh, there are going to be people who aren't there that are normally there that you're going to have to do some kind of virtual Christmas with, and that's just, it's not the same, as good as it is, make the best of it, but it's still not the same. There is a lot that's different, uh, but tonight we want you just to hear one thing that is the same. And that's God with us, Emmanuel. He's still with us. And you don't have to listen to anything else. You can just take that one phrase, home with you. God is still with you, whether you feel that or not. It's true. It's, it's who he is. And he's always true to his nature and to his character. We spent the last uh, four weeks looking at different Uh, Titles for the Messiah from the Old Testament. Prince of Peace, Son of David, Light of the World, Suffering Servant. And tonight we want to look at that title, Emmanuel, and it's more important than all the others. It's the most important, the most fundamental, the most basic of all of them. Uh, And so that's what we're going to spend a little time looking at. Isaiah 7.14 is written 700 years before Jesus' birth. Uh, We read, the Lord says, I I myself, me, God, I'm going to give a sign. The virgin will conceive... She'll give birth to a son, and he'll be known as Emmanuel. We vacation in St. Simons. That sounds kind of snotty. We go to St. Simons when we go on a vacation. Uh, That's where my mother-in-law lives. And I don't know if you've been there in the last year, but if you have, when you drive over the causeway, you look to the right, this massive ship that's turned over on its side. It's called the Golden Ray. You can't tell from those pictures up there. You can't really get a, a sense of proportion. It's 656 feet long, so that's two football fields. It's 83 feet wide. And listen to this. I didn't believe it. I looked three different places. 80 million pounds. Totally. There's no surprise that it's over on its side. That's too big to float. So what happened is this ship loaded with 4,200 new cars, pulls in, pulls in, comes into the port. I'm not a boat guy, so I'm just going to use the words that I have. So <laughs> come, pulls into the, the dock in Brunswick, the port of Brunswick, it uh, unloads some freight, picks up some cars. Uh, the, the sound of St. Simons is pretty tricky. So a local pilot has to take these big ships through the sound. And then the pilot, the actual pilot of the ship takes over once they're out in open water. So you have this local pilot who's steering this golden ray, 80 million pounds back through uh, the port of St. Simons. There's a, a sharp starboard turn, which is right. And uh, when, he, when he makes that maneuver, they just keep, kind of leaning and leaning and leaning, and he can't right the ship, and you see what happened there. And that's actually, they say, the people that know, say that's actually best case scenario. They said the pilot was a hero, that all 24 people on the ship were saved, and that he was able to lay it down that way, they said, was, was really tremendous on his part. So they've done some investigating to try to figure out what exactly is happening. You can see they're also they're starting to salvage it. They're cutting it up into these eight huge sections. And you can see all of the cars that are inside. So be careful if you're buying a car in South Georgia the next couple of years. You'll make sure you know where that thing came from. So he's, uh, they do this pretty thorough investigation. And this is what they come up with. So when the, the ship is coming into port, it discharges 1,500 tons of ballast water. So ballast is, it's, uh, in this case, it's water that's in the, the bottom of the hull of the ship that provides stability when uh, in a rocky sea, they heard there was going to be a hurricane. It was a forecast for a hurricane, so they took on this extra water to provide some stability. There wasn't a hurricane, so they discharged this 1,500 tons of water. They pull into the port, and they uh, offload 285 compact cars. Kia Fortes and Hyundai Accents, and they, they load 316 SUVs, Kia Tellurides, and each one of those SUVs weighs about 1,200 pounds more than those compact cars. So you've got more weight up top, and you've got less weight underneath. So when you make the hard right turn, you can't pull up. You've ridden a bike before, you lean too hard in the turn, you wind up skinning up your knee and your elbow. And that's what happened. We'll come back to that in a minute. So uh, Matthew one twenty three, Danielle read that. Jesus is called Emmanuel. He's a fulfillment of this prophecy that was given 700 years before his birth. And that middle word with is really important. It's a preposition. Prepositions tell you the relationship between two elements in a clause. So with tells us the relationship between God and us. Those are the two elements. With in the company of a really important and powerful word. In John 1, we read, The Word, that's the Son of God, became flesh. He became a baby. He was born, named Jesus. He became a baby and he lived among us. Or Eugene Peterson says he moved into the neighborhood. He wanted to be in the company of us. Pretty phenomenal thought. Two groups of people, some who are not yet Following Jesus, And that may be you. you may, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching because it's Christmas Eve and that's what you do. Maybe you're here because a, a loved one asked you to come and you were being gracious. Whatever reason you're here or watching, we're super thankful that you did. I certainly don't want to kind of buttonhole you or try to convince you of anything. But I do want to share something, something for you to think about over the rest of the night and into tomorrow. That preposition with... For you, if you're not yet following Jesus, that's a statement of God's desire, his intention. He wants to be with you. He wants to be in your company. Other prepositions could have been inserted there. God against us. God coming to condemn, to send to hell. God disgusted. God without us, aloof, distant, disinterested. But those aren't the prepositions that were used. It's with, in the company of, a desire, a posture, an intention for relationship. That most well-known verse, God the Father so loved you and me that he sent Jesus in order for us to be able to be with him. Entering a relationship is tricky You have that kind of feeling out period. You don't know how do they feel about me and who's going to go first in terms of sharing and what if they actually get to know me and they don't like me that much. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff with the Lord. There's no fear of rejection with him. He made you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows everything you've ever done, everything you've ever said, everything you've ever thought. And the older you get, the scarier that is. But he knows all of those things. And he's still saying, I want to be with you. I want to be in your company. Jesus says he's never going to leave us or forsake us. You don't have to worry about being abandoned or left high and dry. The posture and intention of God towards you is summed up in that one word, Emmanuel. God wants to be with you. Many of you have made a decision to follow Jesus and you're currently pursuing him. And that's wonderful. What does Emmanuel mean to you? It's not necessarily an expression of desire. It's an expression of reality. It's a statement of fact. God is currently with you. The last words of Matthew 28, Jesus' last words to his disciples are, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And then he ascends into heaven. So that doesn't make a ton of sense. I'm always going to be with you and I'm leaving now. So how do those two things come together? Jesus says in John 14 that when he leaves... He'll send his spirit, the spirit of Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And he won't just be with us. He'll actually live within us. You can't get closer than that. If you're following Jesus, he's taken up residence in your life. That investigation into the capsizing of the golden ray, the thing that caught my attention the most, a naval architect testified. And he was saying, here's some things that could have prevented this 80 million pound ship from capsizing. It was this simple. He said if they would have added 1,500 gallons of water to the ballast tank. 1,500 gallons. I mean, that's a lot, but it's not a lot for an 80 million pound ship. Just in terms of the significance, if you have $1,000, that's 16 cents. That's it. That's all it would have taken to keep 80 million pounds upright and not listed over on its side ballast, weight in the bottom. It's really important. If you're following Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that's what he is to you. That's not a very relational term, but I think it's appropriate kind of at the end of 2020 to think about the Holy Spirit as weight within us, the ballast in our heart and in our soul that keeps us right side up. Think about the waves that we've all experienced, corona and recession and racial tension and riots and a never-ending nightmare of an election, and then, then you've got your own individual waves, regrets and disappointments and frustrations and difficulties. The Holy Spirit lives within you. That's reality. But for many of us, we lose sight of that. We don't recognize the ballast that we have within us, and so we do get tossed around. We do life and all of the, the sharp turns. We do wind up getting top-heavy, and we fall over. And so I want to encourage you as we close tonight with a couple of things. If you're currently following Jesus, I want you to think through, is there a place in my life that's getting a little shaky? Are there some waves that are kind of high? And I'm a little bit nervous about what they're going to do in my life. Remind yourself, and I would acknowledge, even vocally, you don't have to yell, but whisper, you're Emmanuel, I want you to come and be with me, be in my company in that area of my life. If you're not yet following Jesus, I would encourage you with this thought. If you could be convinced that the God of the universe actually wanted to be with you, would you want to be with him back? And if the answer to that is yes, I would say just simply pray, God, show me, show me what it is for you to be Emmanuel to me in a way that I can understand. I think it's a prayer he always answers because he desires relationship. We're going to take communion and uh, Katie Leverett's going to come and sing a reflection song. So the way we're going to take communion, you've got in the little offering bucket, there are these packets, it's the best we could do, of communion. And at any point during this song, we just want you to take it. You rip off the cellophane and take the bread-like substance and eat it and then Rip off the cellophane and drink the juice. If you need gluten-free wafers, if you'd raise your hand, Kim will bring you some. We don't want anybody to get sick taking communion. Anybody? Everybody is gluten-tolerant in this room. Okay, perfect. Um, I don't see any hands. Okay, and if you're at home, we'd love for you to take communion as well with whatever you have uh, available. And I'm going to say a prayer kind of leading into communion, and I want you to have those questions. Everybody's in one of those two categories. You're either currently following Jesus or you haven't yet decided to. And so as Katie sings, I want you just thinking about this this reality. This is who God is, and he's always true to his nature. Emmanuel, God with us. There is no Christmas without that reality. That's what we're celebrating tomorrow. That's underneath all the other stuff that God took on flesh to be in our company. So let's pray. Pray with me if you would. Kids and adults, we want you to participate. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would lead each one of us deeper into the truth of Emmanuel, God with us in the person of Jesus. I pray for those who have not yet made a decision for whatever reason. Maybe they're happy with their life as is. They don't see what you would add. I don't know. My prayer is that their hearts would be stirred, that they would begin to ponder the reality the God of the universe wants to be with them, knows everything about them, and wants to be in their company. And I pray that you would speak to them in a way that they would understand. And for all those who've made a decision to follow you and maybe they're looking at this area of their life and it's a little hairy right now, I pray you would be Emmanuel in that area. You would show yourself to be in their company to be with them. You are with them. Would you show them? Would you be the ballast in each one of our souls that keeps us upright through the waves of life? I pray as we take this bread and this juice which represents your body and your blood, we would recognize, Jesus, you came to die. That was your purpose. You came to give your life as a ransom for me and for everybody else in this room. And I pray that we would be overcome with gratitude at that incredible gift. Amen. Go ahead.